This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM, I'm Benji Shulman. Now, just about 100 years ago, over 100, 101 in fact, uh, at the tail end of the First World War, an important battle was fought called the Battle of Megiddo. And uh, this was a crucial battle in the First World War because it was between Allenby's army of the British and the Ottoman Empire in what was then the Ottoman province of Palestine. And the victory of Allenby in that particular battle was not only important for the British push towards Damascus and the opening up of the the Middle East to the Allies, it was also crucial because it gave the the, the British the confidence to issue something called the Balfour Declaration, which would obviously be go on to be the basis of the international law argument for the creation of the State of Israel. Now, this history is fairly well known. What isn't fairly well known is the contribution to this particular victory of a group of South Africans, and not just any South Africans, uh, a very crucial and special group of South Africans from a unit called the Cape Colored Corps. The remains of whom died in the battle are still buried in Jerusalem. And yet, despite this contribution, uh, many they, they actually have not had any recognition for the role that they have played. And I'm happy to say that there is starting to be a lot more work and a lot more investigation of their contribution and even some work uh, to commemorate it. And so I'm very happy to have in the studio to discuss this issue a little bit more, retired Navy Commander Adil Carlser, who's written a book on the Cape Colored Corps and who's also working on a commemoration of their role and contribution. Adil, thank you so much for being in studio with us on 101.9 High FM. Thanks, Benji. Glad to be here. So, for a start, to give people a perspective on this, uh, can you tell me what was the Cape Coloured Corps, why were they formed, and what's your connection? Okay, my connection is that uh, my great-grandfather is one of those nine members that was decorated for valour at the Battle of Squail. Um, Which was connected to the Battle of, of Medigo. It was a, a key part. Correct. The overall right. battle was the Battle of Megiddo that took place in various sections, Way Hill, Square Hill, Dib, Endil, Crescent, um, and eventually Square Hill and then Kijibate. Um With regards to the, 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 the unit itself, um, initially the, 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 the then government of the Union of South Africa was reluctant to put together a combat unit for people of color. But that was rescinded, you know, with the losses on the Western Front and so forth and so forth. And what happened uh, at the Battle of Dalwood. So there was a need for more men, especially combat soldiers. And then the decision was made to put together this unit. Um, it was a multi-cultural, multi um, multi-religious um, unit concerning, uh, consisting of all hues um, that represents the people of this country. Most of the, the guys obviously were from the Cape area. Um, but people from as far afield as Johannesburg, Port Elizabeth, Kimberley and so forth also attestated in the battalion. Now, I'm just trying to get my head around the parlance of the time. So when they talked about the Cape Coloured Corps, is it coloured in the way that we think about it now or did it just refer to everyone who wasn't white? I'm not too 100%, I'm not 100 sure of what that entailed at the time. But, but mm. what we do know is that um, they took all comers. All the officers were white in the, in the NCOs initially. Um, but the men were all uh, you know, colored people, um, in Muslims, Christians, um, and as our research found out, uh, Jewish members as well. Um, 
And that's just where the, 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 the battalion was put together. And I, I, I want to ask about your, your family member in a minute and, and the decoration, but you've just touched on a fascinating aspect. <laughs> what was a Jew doing in, in the Cape Colored Corps? You're going to have to ask Peter uh, Bailey that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're going to bring Peter on in a minute, just so for listeners are aware. But yeah, okay. We, we were talking one day, and I said to him, you know what, there's a, an element of research that's, that, that, that's outstanding that we haven't done. And I said to him, you know, Cape Town has always been a cosmopolitan city. And, um, you know, it, 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 the level of interracial marriages, uh, interreligious marriages, was all, has, has been very high um, since time immemorial. So I said to him, you know what, we need to do some further research. The chances that we could have Jewish people that, were, that enlisted in the, in, the, in the Cape Coast is quite high based on that historical fact. His initial answer to me was, no, that's, you're, you're clutching at straws. But somewhere um, I planted a seed in his mind, and he started doing research up uh, in Israel. And one day he called me and he said to me, you're not going to believe this. We found one. <laughs> I said, okay. Obviously, it was Joe Seratsky, and then um, he gave me the task of doing further research, which I have done. And I'm happy to, 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 to be able to share with you that he's one that we know of. What we didn't research, and, and this is something that, that we need to do, there were a lot of cases where you would have a white father and a, and a colored or Malay mother or, or, and vice versa, mm. um, where the children were, were being brought up in one of the two ethics. Um, we haven't researched that. And I've gone to something like about 5,000 attestation cards, and, um, but I didn't check for that. It was just only afterwards. So I've got to redo this old exercise again. <laughs> very, very interesting. Well, let's bring on the line there uh, Peter Bailey. He is an ex-member uh, of the South African Ex-Service League. Uh, he lives in Israel today and uh, he's part of Telfed and he's driving the effort to have the men who were part of this battle commemorated. Peter, thank you so much and welcome to the show. Hi, Benji. Good morning. Thank you very much. So... Tell me from your side, uh, you working on the commemoration of these soldiers, what is the work entailed and why do you have this interest? Well, I always had an interest in, in the matters concerning uh, the South African Jewish contribution to our military history. Um, and that extended itself once I made Aliyah to become interested in the Jewish contribution to Israel and particularly from a military perspective. And that's how I came across the, the uh, One Cape Corps and their participation and, in uh, the Battle of Megiddo. And, and what are the uh, plans? What are you looking at to, to commemorate their, their contribution? Working together with Dave Kaplan, who was a, a former chairman of Telfed um, and is now the chairman of the Ochberg uh, Committee, the Ochberg Heritage Committee, um, and there's a strong connection between Isaac Ochberg, who brought a number of orphans to South Africa, almost 200 orphans to South Africa after the, the pogroms in, in Ukraine in 1921, and was also a benefactor to the colored community. So we're working with the Megiddo Regional Council, uh, who have the Ochberg Memorial Park within their territory, and our idea is to put up a memorial to the men of One Cape Corps who fell in the defense of, of, uh, of the British interest in Palestine in those days, um, to remember them properly in a place where there is a connection to South Africa and a connection to Cape Town in particular through Isaac Ochberg. The Megiddo Regional Council are fully on board. 
Uh, we're working with a lady by the name of Ruth Wasserman Landy, who was Ruth Wasserman. She went to Hertzliel School in Cape Town. So she has a pretty good knowledge of the whole situation, and uh, we hope to get this going within the next year or so. Uh, the centenary of the Ochberg rescue will be in 2021, 2022, and we want to try and get it all happening at the same time. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Uh, we'll be talking more about this particular commemoration after the break. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Back with 101.9 High FM. In studio, we have retired Navy Commander Adil Karelsa and connected to us in Israel, uh, Peter Bailey, who is a member of Telfed and a former head uh, or former member of the, the South African Jewish Ex-Servicemen's League. Now, Adil, I wanted to ask you, you know, you have this family uh, connection to, to the Corps um, and you actually wrote a book about it. Why did you decide to write a book and, and how do... Uh, people in Cape Town actually feel about this contribution to history? Uh, Benji, um, it, it is very difficult to say because history has not been very kind to the contribution made by one SACC during World War One. So a lot of the information has been sort of allowed to rot somewhere in the corner. And we gradually bringing it to life now um, because the thing with old soldiers, they cannot speak on their behalf and we as the living, we have to speak on their behalf. Um, so th- that's one of the things that motivated me. But in general, the book has been received very well, um, you know, in, 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 the, in, the, in, in my circles and so forth. And we're in the process of, of obviously getting it out to the greater public. But we need, we need, we actually need the government to come on board because um, history has to be told the way it is. And you can't willy-nilly go and change things at the end of the day. Um, these guys, at the time, there was a need to, to step up to the plate and they did this. Um, and they did it with greater aplomb because they were involved in, in, in two major battles, the Battle of the Refugee Delta um, in German East Africa, and after that, of course, sent over to the uh, the Middle Eastern um, theater of war where they took part in all the battles, okay, um, leading up to, the, of course, the final battle. Um, well, what I find interesting when we were speaking before the interviews, you said that you actually managed to find other people who were connected to this battle, descendants far down the line who you said actually didn't have any clue that their ancestors were involved at all. That is correct. I met a lady um, from Worcester um, who was a direct descendant of Sergeant um, February, um, Sergeant February, Sergeant Ross um, and Sergeant Janssen. They were the, the, they were the three um, first sergeants who took over as company commanders when all the officers were killed on the attack on Kijibate. Now, this is normally unusual in, in any battle that you find a situation where all your officers are killed. Um, but this is what happened. And, um, it's clear that the Turks in particular targeted them. So they had no option because of the exigencies of, of war but to take over as company commanders. And I met this lady who was a direct descendant of, of Sergeant February, and I started talking to her about this, and she was flabbergasted. Just the idea that she was connected to a person that was decorated for valor in such an important battle, because exactly as you said, um, the defeat of the Turks directly led to the to the to the Balfour Declaration, which in turn led to the, the the creation of the State of Israel. So it was a lot more important than just a battle that had to be won. You know, it was um, more or less the to give vent to the aspirations of a people to find a home for themselves later on, mm. um, and. We, as a family, were very proud of that, uh, that we, in no small manner, could be a part of that. And most of the people that I had spoken to, 
they have exactly the same um, you know feelings towards this. Peter, you've actually uh, gone to see the graves. Do, do we know how many people, South Africans, are actually buried in Jerusalem as a result of this battle? Benji, if I gave you a number, I'd actually be telling a lie. Um, I think it's 74 uh, members of, of one Cape Corps that died uh, during the battle. Uh, Adil would probably have the, the exact figure. Um, I haven't got it to the top of my mind right now. But yes, they are buried in Jerusalem, and uh, the, the Commonwealth War Graves Commission actually takes care of all these graves, and there are various denominations. There's, there's, there's uh, a Muslim section, there's a Christian section, uh, there's even a Jewish section, although I'm unable to establish exactly who is what in the Jewish section, um, but I hope to pay another visit uh, there in the near future and to get more clarity on this. And and where um, in Jerusalem are they buried? Is it part? Are, are all, is there like a war section or what kind of cemetery? Yes, there's, there's, there's actually a, a First World War, Commonwealth First World War grave, uh, graves uh, cemetery, uh, because there are a lot of Australians, New Zealanders, uh, Indians uh, who also died during the battle. There were Indian troops, uh, Gurkhas mainly, uh, Australians uh, and New Zealanders that participated in all these battles, as well, of course, as the uh, the famous Jewish Brigade, um, although it was the Jewish Legion in those days. They also fought and took part in those battles uh, under the under the command of uh, of uh, Jabotinsky. He was a lieutenant in, in, in this brigade, in this battalion, and they fought together with one Cape Corps to eradicate this area of the, of the uh, Ottoman influence. Wow, that's uh, actually wow, an that's... incredible connection, Jabotinsky and the and and the One Cape Corps. Uh, another connection, Adil, which I found really interesting, you, you said that people actually live with this history every day where you're from and don't know it because there's actually a square hill. Uh, is it a school or a suburb or something in Cape Town, and, and no one really knows why it's called that? Benji, I stand ashamed in front of you. I I grew up in the in in the, in residential uh, uh, area called Square Hill. Um, we lived in Crest. Um, Crestway um, and Dib was just behind us. Allenby Drive is like the main link between and I had no clue whatsoever what this meant. It's only after I started conducting the research when all these things started to, to, to come together. So um, my apologies to the esteemed members of One Cape Corps. <laughs> but um, like I say... Benji, sorry, if I could just intercede. Yeah. Dave Kaplan, on a visit to Cape Town, found out about the Square Hill School. And he actually visited the school. And the school itself had no idea of where the name Square Hill School came from. My, my two... I, Peter, uh, good morning. I'm sorry that I, uh, I lost my manners there for a minute. Okay, <laughs> It's okay, I'll get you coffee when you see each other again. Um, my two nephews actually went to Square Hill Primary School. It's situated right behind us, the next road. We, 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 our ancestral home is, and it's like, really, it's, it's unbelievable. There's a high school there called Crestway High School, and the principal there as well, this high school, they, I asked him, do you know where the name comes from? No idea. It's amazing that to have the opportunity to revive uh, that kind of history is absolutely incredible. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back just after this. IFM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 
101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman talking today to Adil Carlsa, a retired Navy commander in the South African Navy, as well as uh, Peter Bailey, who is joining us all the way from Israel, who is on Tel Fed. Uh, Adil, you've written this book uh, that kind of, it's a fictional fictional history, historical fiction uh, about it. Uh, what was it like writing a book How and how can people get hold of it if they want to read it? Yeah, uh, I wrote the book in such a way to bring the characters to life that, that actually fought in the battle. Because, um, again, um, we know for a fact people don't read history. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is a fact. But if you can somehow bring those characters to life and you can give them essence, um, then uh, people are more affable to, to read them. Um, yeah, they can get hold of the book. They can email me, and then I'll, I'll make a plan to see if, if to, how to get the book to, to the people that are interested. What's your email address? It's adel at gfharrison.com. Uh, there we go. So if you uh, want to get a, a hold of the book, you can certainly do it that way. Uh, Peter, you're talking to the council. Um, you, you, this is something that you want to build. Can people help? What support is needed to, to make something like this happen? And is there a, a chance of maybe doing something in South Africa as well? Most definitely, Benji. First of all, from, from our perspective, yeah, what, what I would like to do is to bring 10 or 12 descendants of some of those who fell in the Battle of Megiddo to Israel when we unveil the memorial which will be built. This I'm absolutely adamant about. It's going to require funds. It's going to require money. Yes, we're going to need assistance. Um, To bring 10 or 12 descendants to Israel is going to cost money. Um, And if we can get assistance from the community in South Africa to help bring these people to Israel. I think we'll be doing a wonderful service both to them, to South Africa and to Israel and to South Africa-Israel relations, which are not of the best at the moment. But I do believe they can be improved and and an enterprise like this can actually go a long way to improving them, especially after what we've seen with the World Cup, how everybody got together. We can bring people together again for something like this. And I would also like to do a launch of uh, Adil's book in Israel to make the people in Israel aware of it to a far greater degree. Yeah, absolutely. I think that absolutely. that would be a, a crucial and uh, important part of any commemoration. Uh, Adil, uh, as a soldier, uh, how does it make you feel that, that uh, you're not fighting the, the war on the battlefield anymore, that, that now you've become a sort of warrior of history. What does that mean? Um, it's a skill which I didn't know I had. Um, this is my third book that I've written, and um, I'm just happy to be able to contribute towards history. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, best of luck with your efforts, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, more interesting stories and connections that we don't know about will uh, continue to come in as this project uh, progresses. So thank you so much for all your work. My pleasure, sir. And uh, to you, Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Benji, and thank you, Adil. Lovely speaking to both of you. There we go. That uh, Peter and Adil there talking to us about the number one Cape Colored Corps brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Mandy for doing the production, Vuzi who does the sound, and Craig who pushes all the big red buttons. Thank you to you, dear listeners, as well for joining us, and we will see you next week on the New Blue Review.